Hi, I'm your host, Dave Kemp, and this is Future Ear Radio. Each episode, we're breaking down one new thing, one cool new finding that's happening in the world of hearables, the world of voice technology. How are these worlds starting to intersect? How are these worlds starting to collide? What cool things are going to come from this intersection of technology? Without further ado, let's get on with the show. All right, so I'm joined here today by Andy Stigman. Andy, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Okay, hi, Dave, Um, and thanks for the invite to this uh, very good podcast. I'm a product owner from Germany, and I work at Chrono24. We make uh, eBay for luxury watches. And um, you stumbled over my article because on the side, just as a hobby, I think a lot about product strategy, business strategies, and um, how it could be improved. And um, I think Spotify has some little tweaks it can improve. Yeah. Okay, cool. Perfect. Perfect intro. So I, I might have butchered your name a little bit. I was trying to use my best uh, German accent there. Um, but I think it's a, you know, for the audience, I think this is a really cool testament of like what I'm trying to do with this podcast, which is, uh, I don't care where people live, you know, it's like the beauty of this is that I can have a conversation with somebody in Germany right now. And, you know, I found, I found Andy through, um, Twitter. He, he and I were both tweeting about different stuff regarding Spotify. It's been something that has been really top of mind for me. I look at Spotify as a company that might be pretty well positioned to really help to facilitate and enable what I've been calling like the oral attention economy and this idea that our eyes are oversaturated and therefore I think a lot of media is going to be moving more toward like ambient oral type attention podcasts and micro audio content. I really think there's a lot of like, you know, a a lot of runway there. And I came across his piece. He, and he basically replied to one of my tweets and he was like, I actually have been thinking about this too. And uh, it was a fantastic medium article that he wrote what, which is called Spotify at the crossroads. And so I was like, I got to have you on and we got to have a conversation about this. So that's how we came together here. And so uh, Andy, why don't we talk a little bit about this? You know, give me a little bit of a background on like the idea of Spotify at the crossroads and we'll just start sort of get into it from there around like, you know, maybe some of the reasons why Spotify is not so well positioned, um, but then some of the things that Spotify could potentially do um, to better position themselves, you know, in, in light of some of the column obstacles or threats that they have facing them right now. Yeah, exactly. So um, I'm thinking a lot about Spotify. I'm, I'm using the service myself. And um, generally, I think they're on the right track in searching a theme beyond music streaming, um, something that could bring them revenue that scales better than the music revenue that is uh, paying per, per um, song. Mm-hmm. And um, when costs scale the same way that your um, users scale, that's not the business you want to be in. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I gave it a little thought and I think um, you should look beyond the latest quarterly earnings, which were very good. Um, mm. But you don't know what uh, alternative reality is where they <laughs> could make some uh, small tweaks to even make the um, offering even better. Um, so podcasting is some place where we're still in the wild west. You could do anything you like. Mm-hmm. And 
I think we both agree that um, in the long run, some company will um, own, own in quotation marks, um, this market. So um, to, to um, get the dividends of this, this huge ecosystem that is being built. And um, for Spotify itself, um, I started the article with um, some advice from Professor Scott Galloway, um, who says um, Spotify should go into hardware to be a vertical offering, um, mm -hmm. to bundle hardware and software. And I think that's not uh, completely um, right direction. Um, just because if you look at the hardware market and you look what voice does, uh, there's already Amazon in it and there's already Google in it. Mm -hmm. And they both have a pretty good reason to sell their leggy little hockey pucks, I call them, mm -hmm. the little um, voice assistants at um, very cheap prices. So Amazon has, uh, wants to have something to be in every home. They don't have Android, they don't have iOS. They need to have, to have something mm -hmm. to have a stronghold um, with you personally. And Google, on the other hand, is uh, pretty happy if it gets the data to improve uh, the speech um, algorithms. Mm -hmm. So I don't think you can compete with that, um, taking this all together. Um, yeah. And um, I, I come to three main things that, that bother me with Spotify. And the first is that I don't think they had to position themselves as sort of the enemy of the uh, podcast community. Because um, when people talk about um, what all the uh, big conglomerations do when it comes to podcasting is they um, have this fear that is um, not really well articulated, but is um, so to say that these big conglomerations destroy this little ecosystem that we build and where everybody mm -hmm. is happy and um, we, have, we live in a very not dominated world by big tech and now comes Spotify and destroys all that. Um, that's, that's the first point. And the second is, um, what does Spotify actually want in podcasting? Well, you think it's clear, but I'll go to some reasons why it isn't as clear as it uh, could be. And the third is um, looking at the customer. So Spotify has a pretty um, supplier-driven view on things. I think this is um, originating from music where um, the market is really supply-oriented. Mm -hmm. But podcasting, is, I think, is very different. And um, that's why I lay out um, what could be done to um, cater the, the consumer part of things. Yeah, no, I love that. And we covered a lot of ground there. So just to recap a couple of those points that you made, um, you know, Spotify's music streaming business has terrible gross profit margins. That's yeah. a big reason why they're really pivoting hard into more profitable areas such as podcasting because you don't have to pay a lot of the royalties to uh, the labels. And, you know, so inherently their initial business, I think, was more built to scale. And now that they have, you know, now that they're increasingly growing their scale, um, you know, there's a lot of different ways in which they might be able to profit off of their user base 
but that brings us to what you had mentioned around the whole vertical integration. Like, does hardware make sense for them to do? And I know that you laid out, like, at, in one portion of this um, piece is this idea of, like, exclusivity. And, you know, in a, converse, in a podcast interview that Daniel Eck did, I know he talked a lot about this idea of, you know, I can't, uh, it, music's inherently a lot different than, say, like, film, because, you know, in terms of music, you want your music as an artist played as widely as possible. And so, whereas I think, you know, if Spotify's aim is we're only going to eventually limit it to our own vertical products, and that might not be the case, but, and, and, you know, obviously if they were to have their own hardware, they might be able to do some pretty interesting things because they own the hardware and the way in which they can integrate their services. So I think that's an argument for this, but I kind of think that their bigger aspirations is how do we take our service and make that something that people feel is indispensable. And I think that regardless of if you're, you know, you've seen some of the different trends that VoiceBot, for example, has published around the use cases of smart speakers. You know, one of the biggest use cases for smart speakers today is streaming music. And you can obviously stream Spotify through a lot of these different devices. So I think that given your your point, you know, you have these behemoths that have all this you know, prowess, you know, whether it be Apple or Amazon or Google that are, they're going to be really hard to compete with from a hardware standpoint. I think so long as is Spotify can um, ensure that their service is available through those different devices, it sort of falls in line with what Daniel Eck was saying, which is allow for our artists. And I think this will then apply to podcast hosts. Um, the broadest reach possible and and therefore where do they differentiate and so this is what i wanted to kind of get into because it, you did lay out some really interesting points like you said you know are they really turning off the podcast community because they're coming in here and they're more or less throwing their weight around uh you mentioned you know what is behind spotify's play into podcasting it's an interesting portion that you wrote there and then finally what's the customer benefit of, in all this and so after laying those out, and obviously we're referencing this post throughout this conversation, so I'm going to be linking that in the show notes so that everybody can like pull that up and read it um, so they'll know what we're referring to throughout this conversation um, because it is a, a bit lengthy and there's a lot of insight packed into it, so we can't cover everything. But you come to this point, point here after laying out some of that where you say, so we've arrived at the billion dollar question, how could Spotify arrange all the puzzle pieces for a coherent offering that serves its users and themselves? So with some of these considerations in mind, why don't you speak a little bit about this whole idea of the billion dollar question? <laughs> the billion dollar question. Um, the billion dollar refers to the, the forecasted ad revenue that uh, the US uh, should hit. Um, and if you if you read my article, you will come across one point um, where I say it's not even the the correct uh, goal because if you uh, go into sub subscription revenue and you um, go beyond advertising, it could go even further, I guess. So um, what I did was to go through the history, what, what I used and how I use podcasting. And um, the thing that struck me that Spotify has a pretty good offering in podcasting, but I myself as a podcast pro user, I'm really not appalled by this. I don't know how you think about it, but I have like 150 subscriptions. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't hear them all. I go pretty selectively um, with uh, some of them. For some of them, I hear everything. But um, it wouldn't come to my mind to go to Spotify because they going after the the amateur newbie who hasn't heard of podcasting before, mm-hmm. and they don't care about RSS and open standards. And that's okay, I guess. But if you really want to own the market, you should uh, look at uh, who are the professionals in your space and who are the um, how do I say it? The, the mind leaders, the, the mind share, um, who will will amplify your tool. And um, if I'm look back, looking back to Google Reader, um, which was an RSS uh, reader tool for for Google, it pretty much struck me that it actually was a big tech company, um, but they built around open standards like RSS, and even the the nerds amongst the RSS uh, folks weren't so opposed to it because it pretty much supported everything and mm-hmm. it um, allowed blogs and RSS to flourish. It mm-hmm. was an easy choice. You could uh, tell somebody, hey, I read these and these blogs. Just use your uh, Google account that you already have because you're using Gmail probably. And you, sus- you just type in the URL and, and you subscribe to it. And that's a pretty a viral flywheel that you, that you open up and I don't know why, why Spotify is so opposed to this, um, to make their own proprietary thing. Um, I, I hinted at what, what I think they are in mind here, they have in mind here is um, they want that you sign the specific Spotify's platform terms because mm-hmm. then they're allowed um, to, to go into that um, more directly and to mix in their ads. But um, I guess the other way around to allow everything and then when every, every user is on your platform, then to tell the publisher, hey, you could um, pretty good monetize it if you, if you go to our Spotify ad pool and, um, or to go even with a subscription service that Spotify could offer would be the, the better way. Um, what, what I thought about were, were three tiers, so to say. Okay. Um, there's the free tier, there's the ad supported tier, and there's the subscription tier. And I think um, there is, um, in every one of these, there's a benefit for the listener, the publisher, and for Spotify itself. And that's what I don't see at the, at the current st- strategy. Yeah, no, I think those are really good points that you made. And I agree. I think that, you know, obviously, the ad revenue is appealing, but to your point is, you know, Spotify in some way sort of diminishing the user experience um, because of the fact that, you know, they're, you know, more or less kind of dictating the terms. And Mm. as you laid out in here, you know, a lot of the things that like uh, platforms like Breaker or Overcast, you know, they've actually been introducing some really interesting ways in which, you know, you can layer on social insights into this, for example. Like, I really liked the piece where you touched on um, this idea of applying a layer of social insights into the whole podcasting equation, because I think that that ties in really strongly to discoverability. You know, it's kind of crazy to me that um, podcasting is so big, and a big way in which people discover podcasts is word of mouth referrals like people talk about them right they say like you got to listen to this conversation this was awesome so for me like something i've thought a lot about is why isn't there um 
somebody that's emerging and obviously this might exist. So I might be describing something that already exists, but then that begs the question, why isn't it more popular? Uh, is like, how is there not a service that is, um, creating the ability to share clips of podcasts really succinctly, whether that be in their services, you know, as a whole, or if it's like a new add in that's on something like a Twitter that allows for you to like kind of really easily cut and paste uh, portions of podcasts so that you can share those. And because if you just tweet out a full podcast, a 20 minute podcast or a 60 minute podcast, even if it sounds really intriguing, you're going to get that sort of hesitancy of like, well, I don't know if I really have the time to devote 20 minutes. And then there's not like a really good way of like saving that today, you know, for later. And so like for me, given that the nature of podcasting tends to sort of surround this idea of us all sharing the best things that we've heard. When I hear a really good podcast, like I immediately go send it to some of my buddies and maybe that's what it is, is, you know, it's just something where you send the hyperlink, but I think that there's still so much potential with taking the best three minutes in a clip um, or if you're, you know, on Twitter and you're engaging in the conversation, you're like, oh my God, this is what Mark Andreessen was just talking about the other day. And rather than being like, okay, here's the link. And then fast forward to 12 minutes and 22 seconds and listen till 15 minutes and 33 seconds. It's like, if I could just cut that and send that little clip right there again, I know that you can do some of this with tools like YouTube and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. again, it's not something that is as commonplace as I feel like it should be given the fact that audio and social seem to align really well in the same way that you would want to send a clip from something that you just saw on TV and you just like record it, you share it. And so that's a little bit of a tangent, but it plays into this piece that you wrote about around, you know, kind of like how Spotify could get into more of a social aspect of their services. Exactly. Exactly. So um, I actually had a separate article before the Spotify one where I said, uh, what's missing? I think it's a podcast snippets platform. Mm -hmm. And uh, if, you, if you recall um, the last few days, there was this um, Pacific content article where they had 20 um, um, forecasts about what would happen in, in 2020 for podcasting. Mm -hmm. And my 21st <laughs> prediction is that someone will get to the space. Yeah. Um, it's, it's um, as you said, there are some people who try to get into it and there are already some good solutions um, that all feel good. A breaker, I would call them one of them, um, even if they don't go into snippets per se, but they have this social layer. But what all of them are missing is what Spotify has. As we can, we can um, list them. It's... Um, your credit card isn't there. You need to get your credit, mm -hmm. your payment details on it. Your friends aren't there. No? Um, we can remember when uh, Spotify launched that Facebook friends integration, and it was pretty cool to see what my friends are listening right now, mm -hmm. and they're still benefiting from that. And what I also think is, the moment you are focusing on on social stuff, you ne don't necessarily have the capacity to think about the basic podcasting stuff. So I really want a good podcast as podcast app too. And I tried Breaker and they're falling down for a pretty significant amount of use cases, at least for my Android beta version. And um, <laughs> so far, I, I think um, Spotify is someone who could uh, leverage that. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that the, you know, so this idea of your friends, I, you're right. I mean, I remember when Spotify had that and then they removed it and they kind of distanced themselves from this whole social layer. But, you know, I, I keep coming back to this idea of a quote I heard not long ago about just like how new of a medium podcasting is. Like, I think yeah. that people still are sort of thinking of it as like an extension to something and not as something as entirely new as say like film um, or even TV. Um, you know, and, and so I think because it's so new, like it's going to evolve in so many different directions. Like I'm thinking in my head right now, like you could almost see this. Do you remember turntable.fm? Did you ever yeah. use that app? You know, so you could have, um, live performances of podcasts, you know, so if you're a fan of this podcast, you know, you can be in that podcast with all your friends and not only that, but you can chat while you're in there. So like you can have live feedback throughout this conversation. It might even be something where the host is pertinent to, or, you know, is, is privy to it so that they can almost answer it as like a Q and a, or it can be like a collective discussion. You can take this, you can apply it to ideas in which like, maybe this is a way that internal communications is done within big, big, big businesses. You know, you have, um, your, your quarterly uh, get together as a company is done via a podcast and it has some of these different capabilities where there's interactivity. So like, Again, we are so early on in this, and I think it's interesting that a company like you, you know, a Spotify, when we talked a little bit about this before we started recording, you know, I think one of the bold cases that you can make for Spotify is that they are living and dying by all of this. Um, you know, they're big enough and they have big enough scale to where they're bigger than someone like a breaker or an overcast and sort of these indie platforms. Um, you know, they're a pretty, they have hundred million plus people using their service. So they have good scale. Um, but whereas with like an Amazon and Amazon music or Apple and Apple music, uh, Google and Google music, you know, all of these things are sort of afterthoughts, I think in the companies, mm -hmm. even though with Apple, like they're touting themselves to be a real service or oriented company, there's not a lot of evidence that suggests that they're paying all that much attention to their podcasting app and their Apple music tool. And so I think like the fact that you have a company like Spotify that has so much at stake here, um, leading the charge here, I think that it's interesting to think about how they can drive a lot of the evolution around not just podcasting, but like audio content in general, because I think that they have so much to lose here if they don't get this right, knowing that everybody, you know, the investor community is looking at their earnings reports and they're like, the first thing that jumps out at you is how bad their margins are. But then you can start to see it improving through these new forms like podcasting initially, but I think it's going to continue to evolve. So that's the way that I'm looking at them is like, I think that they're a proxy into how this is all starting to really evolve. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I think we're seeing the same thing as um, with Netflix. Netflix is also focused on one mm -hmm. thing and they're doing it pretty great. They're uh, running like a well-oiled machine um, when others like Disney or, or HBO, respectively ATT, uh, have to think about the turnaround. <laughs> what they, they, when do they shift stuff and resources from the old area to the new one? And, and Spotify and Netflix are pretty free of that. That's pretty good. Um, but uh, I have my questions when it comes to the podcasting community if Spotify is so immersed in that. So I listened to Daniel Eck on, on the Invest Like the Best podcast as well. Mm -hmm. And for example, he, he had this, this one quote where he basically said, um, so let's look at, at the 
blogging ecosystem and we seen over time they all um, switch to um, Facebook or other closed platforms and consume their content there. And I think that's the wrong lesson to take, to go to the Facebook part directly. Um, what you should do is going again, the, the Google Reader way, and go with the community this way. Um, mm. It's much better than to um, jump cut to a conclusion that it's not really in the interest of the community. Yeah. That's a good point there. That's a really good point. So, you know, we're kind of up at uh, the top of the, the time here. And so I do want to wrap up, but, you know, sort of anything else that you want to say in relation to this piece. And I, like I said, for everybody listening, I'm definitely going to link it. And I highly encourage you go read this thing because it's a really interesting way to think about a company that I don't think a lot of people are thinking about it this way. And it's just a really fascinating approach, particularly because a lot of the people that are listening to this are very heavy into the voice space and just think about, you know, our old attention and our old media goes kind of hand in hand with a voice assistant. You know, you can kind of think of the voice assistant as the layer that controls a lot of this stuff, especially as we get into more of like an AirPods oriented world. So closing thoughts from you. Oh, um, go ahead and read the piece, of course. <laughs> and then um, I'm pretty much with you. Um, I guess the next year or two will define or um, will show us who will come, will come up ahead. And um, I guess the missing link that we are all looking for when we're talking about oral stuff is how can we get that what we are used from text, this um, functionality like... Um, uh, string F and I search for a keyword and I find it. Um, how can you do that in an hour long um, podcast? How can we get something like Google Translate for podcasting? How can we get um, um, the sharing of, of a really small snippet in, in Twitter? You can do that with text, but you can't do it with voice. Mm -hmm. And I guess this is, if when this is um, solved, this problem, podcasting will see another explosion of content. I completely agree with you there. Well, thank you so much, Andy, for joining me today. Thanks for everybody for tuning in this episode and we'll chat with you next time. Cheers. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Future Ear Radio. For more content like this, just head over to futureear.co where you can read all the articles that I've been writing these past few years on the worlds of voice technology and hearables and how the two are beginning to intersect. Thanks for tuning in and I'll chat with you next time.